Hidden Thunder out there. Here's Waterspoon. So Gogic the dummy. In comes the ball! And there is the goal! A superb season has just become an extraordinary season! Double winners! History makers! Brown struck it really well! And there is Chris Kane, who does get the goal that puts St. Johnson one up in Austria. Stevie May! Bedlam, chaos, blue limbs everywhere. Hello, it's episode 95 of the Dogger Saints podcast. I'm Sam Miller. I am joined by the one and only wonderful Danny Williams. Hi, Danny. Hi, Sam. We kept this all quiet, and then we've come and pounced, and you've gone, boo, like a spooky ghost. <laughs> like a very spooky ghost. Like like the band Blue, we have came out of the blue with... A, a, remember that one time I did like a circus-themed in, in, like intro? That was excellent. Yeah. We're really, quite, yeah, we're really down tools, haven't we, on this one? You did a pirate-themed one as well once, and I went in the end, they shivered me timbers. <laughs> There's not enough timbers being shivered, in all fairness, in, in podcasting terms. But we are here to talk about St. Johnston. Um, we're going to take a dive into the, the St. Johnston banter page as well, because, my word, negatories all over the camp. It's not been a very positive week uh, or month, actually, uh, in the band hall. To the stage that I think a game, uh, you know, I think my anxiety ramped up to eleven when I was checking through to try and find a couple of entries for the good, the bad, and the banter. Um, cheers for that, everyone. But, um, as I said to you, Sam, when you suggested that we should sign Zach Rudden again, yeah. opinions are like castles. Everyone's got one, and they all stink. Indeed, and we will come to our opinions very, very shortly, but. We, we, we're trying to bring the good times so we're bringing back a wonderful feature which shouldn't have really went away it was theme team we just got a bit lazy with it um, George O'Boy on the Royal we had a bit of a a request for George O'Boy on the Royal and by God did you come in your droves uh, with suggestions so that will keep us going till at least Christmas at least with George O'Boy uh, the one thing I would say about that bless everyone who um, got bad sores on it Um <laughs> There was always some people on there who replied that didn't listen to the podcast, so I didn't really understand. And they were literally just telling us um, places they'd seen George or where George lived. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's no. all well and good. We've had George O'Boyle appear on the podcast, not in the loft, but we did speak to him on the podcast. If you're new to it, go back and listen. Good listen. Good guy. We might do our best of soon. Oh, good listen. Lovely man. Lovely man. If we get lazy in the near future, we might just do a best of for episode 100. Like, remember the Simpsons 100th episode spectacular? I might just do that. Get Troy McClure. Right? <laughs> yeah, 137th episode spectacular. I knew I shouldn't have tried to pull a random number out of my head with the, the presence of Simpsons. You're, you are to the Simpsons is what I am to boy band members. Yeah. Yeah, you have got some freakish ability with those. Good. You're good with second names, though. I'm not good with them. First name's fine. But anyway, St. Johnston. What else are we doing? Uh, Club Shop of Shame making a, a, a lovely return. Uh, and this one really does sit on the fence this week. Oh, it's a curveball. Oh, it's a curveball. You better believe it, pals. 
Uh, as we discussed at the top of the show, the good, the bad and the banto will be involved. Uh, I've got a guest announcement. Dan, I've not even told you the guest announcement yet because I literally just, my phone just pinged there. I sent out some blanket texts and one has replied with a thumbs up. So that'll be welcome. Also, some good, good time Saints news. The St. Johnson women's team, they're doing okay. A rich vein of form and also provided us with a Beatles, <laughs> Beatles You've Been Framed-esque chuckle, which we will move on to, which I don't think actually was framed. No, but um, I wish it was because it sounds very funny. Not for the... We'll get to that. We will get to that. But since our last podcast, we have played we played a few matches. We played Aberdeen, um, where Graham Carey scored a great goal, rolled off five bar because of uh, Liam Gordon in the box. Uh, other end of the park, Aberdeen got a penalty given by Barr due to Liam Gordon putting in a bit of a challenge. And we'll talk about Liam Gordon later on as well. Um, and that game finished one all. Who got the equaliser? Uh, Dave Kitchens. Oh, it was, wasn't it? What a guy. Yeah. What a guy. Good guy, good guy. Um, also played Hearts. Lost 1-0. Yeah. And we've played Dundee and lost 2-1. Is there any other games I've missed? I think that's everything, isn't it? Yeah, the one we've won. We didn't win, surely. Yeah, we did. We just talk about the bad times on this. You wouldn't have thought we've ever won the game no. looking at the... But, because of that because of that win, and because of the goal scorer, we've not got Dan's <gasps> poetry corner this week. Yes! We've got Dan's sing-song corner. This could go terribly. I think so, but yeah, we'll, we'll discuss these games. Let's just, we know the results. We beat Ross County away with uh, Kimpioka getting the goal. We've got new signings in, players coming and going, so we've got loads to chat about. But we will discuss, first of all, VAR and its, and its guises. We're, it's, <sighs> we're not getting a good run of form off it. We're not getting the, the breaks. And that's shit. Um, I'm... I'll be honest with you, when VAR first came in, and despite all the evidence I'd seen elsewhere, for some reason I thought, do you know what? I'm sort of I'm sort of in favour of it. I thought it might just help referees up here. Because they're not professional, basically. Whereas in sort of Premier League, sort of a lot of other leagues. Um, at the top of European football they are professional but they're not here so I thought it might be a helping hand to them it's made life it's changed the way they referee I think it's made life way more difficult for them and actually I think refs in general in you know in football in general across all the different leagues and more than anything it's just made it way less enjoyable I'm now at the stage where I was initially and then I wasn't because I wanted to be open-minded. And not just sexually, but I wanted to be open-minded. We'll get to that. In a football <laughs> sense. <laughs> um, I wanted to be open-minded in a football sense. Yeah. But now I'm back to where I was, which is grow up, accept bad calls or go against shit. It's all part of it. And just enjoy it. You can't even celebrate a goal now. Yeah. Without having that little thing in the back of your mind, that little tick in the back of your mind. But some 
some specky dork watching this on a telly somewhere has slowed this down to the nth degree and found out that someone's, you know, found out that, I don't know, two completely, completely random phone and completely random sort of centre half. I don't I, Nicky Clark's left finger had flicked Alex Gogic's arse in the build-up. And, and it's, yeah, and it's, and it's put him off. That's, that's, I'll admit that's, I've made that up, but we're not a million miles away from that. At the Gordon one again, Liam Gordon, right? If you're getting, I'm not going to get into that now. The amount of grief he's been getting, cheesy peeps, man. He's been on the end of some rotten calls. Yeah. From said specky dork. And instead of kind of jumping on him, we should just kind of defend him because he's getting every single call again, and they've been really unfortunate the ones that's been given. Um, he did make a great brilliant clearance against Dundee as well, not forgetting. He's a big old school, big clumsy defender, and that's a problem. Var is absolutely screwing players like him. You can't retrain him to to not be who he is. That's a problem. Someone said, this was on my voyage through the banter today, um, this is where maybe, why I maybe don't sound so my usual jolly self. I spent about an hour before this going through the banter. Um, but Kev Heller made the point he said can you imagine Andal with VAR I mean the biggest clumsiest uh, bloody good defender for us yeah. but the biggest clumsiest galoot you could possibly have got and, well Liam the, the stick he's getting it's not just out of VAR either we know what Liam is, right? We know what Liam Gordon is. He's, like you say, Sam, he's old school. I'm probably moving off topic here again, just going at Liam Gordon in general. He's limited. He's a good defender, and he's probably been hampered a little bit by VAR. But he's a good defender, but he's as a he's not what you he's not a ball playing centre half, is he? He's old he's old school, quite frankly. He was always better with Jason and uh, Jamie McCartney next to him. He looks a lot more comfortable now with when he's got McGowan and Considine next to him. Yeah. He's been asked by he's been asked to do two things by the manager. And look, at the end of the day, the manager might decide at the end of the season he's not capable of doing the things I want him to. So we're gonna have to look elsewhere. That could happen. That's the manager's prerogative. He's done that with a couple... We'll come on to that as well. He's done that with a couple... Looks like he's done that with a couple of players through the window anyway. Or even continuing now, up to today. But <laughs> they look hell-bent on playing a four. They couldn't wait to get into that in Dun- at Dundee. That doesn't help Liam. Right. He's asking him to play it out of the back. And McLean did this as well at the start of the season. Anyone who's at Stenhouse Muir will recall this. With fairly crap results but if someone wants to tell me a better option we've got than Liam Gordon at centre half especially in the context of if someone wants to tell me and I hate myself for saying this because I'm moaned about Davidson sticking to it rigidly but someone wants to tell me that we're better off playing a four rather than a 
three or a five or whatever it is. I, I don't know. I could come up with I could come up with some pretty good arguments, I reckon, to the contrary. So, in short, in closing, VAR bad. Liam Gordon, yeah, all right, you're good. <laughs> well summed up. What I'm gonna one little thing I don't mind about VAR is, well, I obviously don't like when opposition score, but when they do score and there is a wait. You get a wee bit of excitement. You get the wee excitement just in case. And, but obviously then they then point like, oh. But it's not the sudden they've scored and then that's it. There's always that little glimmer that it might get. As soon as you got the hand in the air and there's players chipping at them, that's a little bit exciting. But as loads of people have pointed out, yeah. sorry, then, sorry um, mate, loads of people have pointed out, which they do in the English Prem. Uh, this was a part of their stipulation: is every ground must have a big screen, given what's happening with VAR yeah. as it goes which it doesn't have up here so like the Dundee match everybody in the stand is clueless to what the hell's going on and what they don't do it to an extent they should put the exact same clip that they show on TV on these big screens every ground should have a big screen like that to keep people in the loop with what's going on because as usual the fans are second class citizens and completely forgotten about when it comes to this oh for sure they don't put they don't actually put the incident on the screen. They put on what the check, the check's ongoing and what it's going on for. Because I know a couple of grounds actually don't have big screens. Um, but they do have screens that can tell you, like scoreboards that can tell you what okay. is going on. Like, um, so Old Trafford doesn't have a big screen. Anfield doesn't have a big screen. Goodison, I'm surprised Goodison doesn't still have like a manual scoreboard, to be <laughs> honest with you, where they've just got slates with numbers on. Um <laughs> But I think they haven't actually got a big screen at Cuddleston. I'm just like Everton off for no reason. But um, oh, they deserve it. Yeah, it's yeah. Why not? Um, haha, time for Everton. <laughs> um, but it's yeah. Up it, you're just totally in the dark. I mean, the stadium announces we know a couple of well, Liam obviously. Well, both Liams actually. Liam at McDermott and um, Liam who our mate used to do it at Livingston. Friend of the show, Liam Innes. Um And they've said it's just... It's a ball like Because they're, fi- they're not finding out right away or anything like that. It's... I, I just think it's... I think what... In a weird sense, and I don't know whether this is a particularly good reason to get rid of it. And I don't think it would make a blind bit of difference. But there's one league, and I think it's Sweden... That have never taken it on, and they've now become like a tourist trap. Yeah, like the Swedish league. I think it's Sweden. I might be wrong, but it's somewhere around there. And they've become like a tourist trap because they've just never took it on. So people actually quite like going because game's just a game. But by the same token, they don't have it at lower levels. It's only in top flight. So, um, I don't know. I, I think I'd be. I genuinely, I don't mind it for offsides. Because an offsides, an offsides there, isn't it? It's black and white. And I, I do have a bit of sympathy to refs, and we we know a, a qualified referee. And he'll like tell us, when we'll say, what's happened with this? You know, what's what was that all about? What's happened with that? And he'll tell us. And to the letter of the law, nine times out of ten, you're thinking, oh, actually, yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. But the law's about to be changed in such a way 
to take sort of subjectivity out a lot of these decisions. Football's not played. Football's played in a whole wider context. And it's not played at slow motion. And oh, I don't know. It just does my. It's just started to suck, suck all the joy out of it for me. The thing is, though, we're discussing whether it's good or bad. I don't think it's going to make a difference because it's not going to go anywhere. Like Scotland won't be left no. behind. Refs have to 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 feature at like international levels and European championships and World Cups and stuff. Like that. They have to play in a country yeah. that's got Varnat. So it's not going anywhere, and it's fairly relevant. And do you know what? That is actually probably the most convincing argument in favour of it. Yeah. In that, you know, you don't want the our referee representatives on the international stage and in, you know, you wait for competitions to be left looking like dicks. But I think it's still Willie Collins, so I'm pretty sure he's capable of looking like a dick in any case. Fair point. Fair point. Right, so... We'll touch on the Dundee game. Uh, we'll touch on all four games very quickly. The Aberdeen game, we've discussed. The Kitchen. That was a bloody good game of football, by the way. And this is what annoys me as well. That was a bloody good game of football. And we're coming away. And what, what's all we're talking about? Yeah. Standard VR. Uh, then it yeah. was Hearts. Uh, and the, was it Hearts or Ross County first? It was Hearts, wasn't it? It was County. So I'm trying to skip the win. No, negative. Yep, uh, up at Ross County, good win. Well, Ross County were absolutely dug meat, but they got hit for five off Motherwell the week after. But a good win and a great goal. Exactly what they wanted to do. A through ball through to Kimpioka. Step over, step over, roll it in the bottom bag. Three points up the road. Happy days. We just softened them up for Motherwell. That was it. If it'd been, we played them, if they played them on the Saturday and we played them on the Wednesday, we'd have won 5 0. Um, Super, yeah, I mean, Super Theo Bear scoring another goal. <sighs> Unbelievable, isn't it? Um, could go. I could do a whole podcast on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, looking at it, the county get. I thought we played all right. I thought they put a bit of pressure on us at the start of the second half. We had to ride out a bit of a storm. Um, I thought we looked. Really good for the majority of the game. I thought Kimpio could suck his goal very, very well. And yeah, we're missing um, missing a few players as well. At the Aberdeen game, well, for, actually, I think the three games we're missing Phillips, Matty Smith, and we're missing Liam Gordon up at um, up at Dingwall. So. I think anyway, I don't know, I've got myself all confused with games probably. No, we were, we were missing them. But they played against Aberdeen. Come on, Danny, head in the game. <laughs> um, it's what happens when you try and cover four games in one fucking podcast. Anyway, they were, um, it, yeah, I thought we played pretty well. Um, I think you've seen more and more of the new signings as well. I think Kim Pioca obviously had a I've got, you know who he reminds me of? Actually, Kimpelka. A young Ronan Keaton. A young Ronan Keaton? No. Alas, no. Do you remember Big Uchi used to play at um, Hearts? The guy fell over his own arse. That, um... Exactly. And that's exactly what I'm getting at. <laughs> but give him his gym, he was pretty useful. He was quick. And uncoordinated and a bit ungainly, <laughs> like Benji. Craig Levine um, signing as well, wasn't it? Uchi. 
Yes, he was. And whatever Uchi isn't on the pitch, everyone should be saying, where's Uchi? Right? <laughs> but, um, he's obviously... But he was... I, I always thought he was quite sort of useful when he got in the box. He was always one of them that looked like he was going to fall on his arse or do something. But And Benji reminds me a little bit of that. And I think the first couple of games he was... I think Levine's come out and said he was nervous and he wasn't settled. Um, but I, I sometimes you just need a goal. If you've got a new centre-forward, you, you, know, you need to get off the mark quickly. I've had too many in recent times that haven't got off the mark quickly in the first four or five games. And you end up struggling. Look at Theo. Um, but, and Big Jeff. <laughs> farewell, sweet prince. Um, is he featured for... Um, got, is he featured yet? I'm not sure. I've, I, funnily enough, I've watched a Newport County game because he played against United in the Cup and he didn't even make the bench. Um, so I, I don't know. I've not kept, I, I, I don't think I'll be keeping a keen eye on Luke Jeffcott's career going forward. Um, but, yeah, I mean... Obviously, new signings sort of set. I thought Kelchins, he went off at half-time in that game. And that's actually probably when he started getting a little bit of a joy at the start of the second half county. Um, and then that was obviously the debut of Adama Sidibe. Yeah, brought in from Warrington Rylands FC. And from what I've seen of him so far, he likes a shot. He likes a shot. Is the fastest thing I've ever seen on two legs. Yeah. Like lightning. Um, I think they'll come. I think the goals will come with him. I think they will. I think he just got. Um, we'll get on to it. Anyway, he didn't really have much of a chance against County. Um, but Hearts and Dundee, probably a different matter. Um, but we'll move on to those games. But yeah, obviously, promising debut and then. We moved on to... So it's, it's a good three points, and obviously... Well, I think it probably, in the long run, it did more bad than good, because it... But it just shuggled Derek Adams's peg. Um, he's a wank, isn't he? A little bit more. He's a tosser. I, a weird, weird guy, by the way. Yeah, just not a, not a good guy. Not A, a bad guy. When you say you prefer Malky, Mac- when you say you prefer Malky Mackay to, to Derek Adams, that's saying quite the quite the thing. Um, yeah, I have heard that. I mean, in the words of one of my mates from back home, Derek Adams or Malky Mackay, would you rather be shot or stabbed? <laughs> um, a fair but, point. They like a disgraceful yeah, manager. It's just a dick, and just it. He was quite clearly trying to get himself sacked in the end as well. Maybe, well, I don't know about on the pitch. I think his players might have been trying to get him sacked on the pitch, but just some of the stuff he was coming out with in press conferences after, you know, after games or in interviews after games. It was, it was like, I'm not hanging about here. Please sack me so I can actually get a compensation package out here. Uncle Roy. Yeah, but, but I don't want to give Derek Adams any more airtime. Hearts at home, Craig Levine's old team. Now, this was one that I didn't really get reading the comments after the match from people on the internet about Saints' performance. It was dreadful. We were pish. It was dull. Again, this is just an opinion. I thought we played alright. I thought we passed the ball about okay. I thought I 
thought it didn't think it was a, and I don't think Hearts were up to much. Take Shanklin out that team; they're rank rotten. Well, they're not rank oh, rotten; they're very, they they're bang be, average. They would be goose without him in there, by the way. Absolutely goosed. Um, also, he was he, he was crap all night, apart from that one chance he gets. He turns Andy Considine inside out and puts in a lovely finish, and that's what he does. I mean, he's fat, he's lazy, he's got a giant head, he's shit. Like, let's make no mistake about it, he's shit. But you give him a chance. He's not shit at his job. He's shit at football, but he's not shit at his job. Um, you give him a chance. That's all he needs. Yeah. Um, he's probably going to go to the Euros on the back of that as well. Um, what did you make of the performance for Saints? Sorry? What did you make of the Saints performance? Saint- I thought we were all right. Um, I, I sort of did get the... I feel we, we were always going to have to weather an early storm. I do think when we sort of realised that hearts weren't great, we could have put the could put the pedal to the floor a bit more. But then again, have we got the place to do that? I don't know. We didn't have Phillips in that game. You are somewhat working with what you've got. And... You can only piss with the cock you've I got, as they say. Exactly. Exactly that, mate. But it's... This is what McLean... For, I mean, McLean, I've said it. I mean, I was at that meeting. McLean sits at the top, you know, top of the room. I want to play high-press attacking football. And then all of a sudden realises, ah, fuck. I'm... What have I got to do? What tools have I got to do that with? And tools being um, the operative, really. Um, but he's not. He didn't have. He, he's not got players at the disposal. I, I think if Phillips had been playing, <clears throat> might have been a different story. We might have dro- drove on a little bit more. And we're all blaming the manager for this, and blaming, and ultimately, absolutely rightly so, because the book stops there. We're blaming the manager and and the assistant. He's obviously got a a big <clears throat> excuse me. Um, he's got a big sort of sway there. But were the players looking? Sometimes the players have got to take the sort of onus themselves. Because I mean, you look at them on the touchline. They are trying to get. They were trying to get them forward. And the players just a bit scared. Or old habits? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not trying to blame previous regimes. And obviously, Levine isn't exactly known as a practitioner of total football. But I, I don't know. I, I thought if you looked at the stats after the game, I thought we passed the ball pretty well. We liked to kill a pass. That's all we really like. If we'd gone right, if we let's say so we've got some good. Got the ball in some good areas on the wings in that first half, or towards the end of the first half. Say, I don't know, someone hits one from the edge of the box, someone goes in, Graham Carey hits one from the edge of the box, you know, as Graham Carey does. And then, second half, the one that hits um, the boy's arm from Sadibi, say the boy's not there. That flies in. We win two one. What a tactical masterclass! Yeah, I, I said in the group chat yesterday. 
you're good if you win. In the eyes of fans, you're good if you win. You're shite if you lose. And Levine is, is unfortunately for him, carrying around a certain amount of baggage in the eyes of the fans. Yeah. Um, Dundee game kind of summed that up with we got the early goal and it looked instantly after that that well you could look at it a couple of ways this game if somebody said to me how we're saying oh they they hit the crossbar the keeper made two great saves tipped one over the bar we scored early doors and then we got fucked over by VAR and we lost the late winner then they'd be like oh that's unlucky or you could look at it in the other way as we were 1-0 up they changed the formation brought in some subs that didn't really need to be made and then we crumbled and lost 2-1 so it's you can both are accurate but it's just how the narrative you what narrative you want to play it <laughs> very much so um very much so <laughs> it would be um i don't know the the only thing that i would say is quite frankly Dundee with a better team and how how Owen Beck is playing for them was just constantly blowing my mind how Celtic didn't come in for him and say, when he went back to Liverpool before he played a game, how Brendan Rodgers wasn't on the phone saying, <clears throat> I'll take him for six months. Do not play him because apparently if he played, he couldn't play for another yeah. team. That's all, yeah. Well, that's it. He could only play, yeah, which is what happened actually with Luke Robinson. It's not exactly comeback flying, but um, it was... Yeah, because he, he came off the bench for Liverpool. I think it might have even been in a league game he came off the bench for him. But he... Um, so, yeah. He's just streets ahead of everyone else in his position in the league, to be quite honest with you. But... Yeah, I mean... I probably would blame the management duo for this. Oh, I blame the manager. Book stops there. Um... Kamikaze changing changing shape, man. He had to do something because they were getting in behind all the fun work. I'm not meaning to you know, get on at all the fun work. He, had a, he didn't have a great game at Dundee, but they were getting in behind Robbo as well, down the other side. To be honest with you, the pair of them did make Dara Castello look good. <laughs> but it just needed, he either needed to get. And this is just a layman's perspective, just a, you know, but as someone who thinks he knows a little bit about football, what would have maybe been the, what I would have deemed to be the more sensible approach when you won the up, especially, and you know how badly it goes every time we go into a four. Just because you want to do it, don't mean, don't mean you should. I'd rather we played in a four. Don't mean we should. You put... Either Smith to right back and bring on you curse Smith to right back, sorry, and bring on um Big Gowser. Friend of, or the, friend of the show. Dave Friend of the show. Friend of the show, handsome Ryan McGowan. Um greatest footballer I've ever had. Or you put um Dave Kitchens to right back. Um and brings Fen on. I wish his first name was but Ren and not David. Sorry? I wish his first name was Ren and not David. Ren's <laughs> Ren Kitchens. Um So yeah, I I don't know. It's it just seemed like an, a needless risk. But as you say, it the game hinges. 
the game hinges on when we're 1-0 up two great saves from Trevor Carson yeah. Andy Considine absolutely flushing a header against the bar and then just the most baffling pathetic specky VAR decision I've ever seen in all my days I mean that was a fuck me right that was an absolute shenanigans that I, I What's he meant to do? What's he meant to do? You you chill out. You're getting your you you give yourself a hernia. Nobody wants that. <laughs> I'm rattled, mate. I've been rattled. I get rattled by a lot of things these days, and but mostly football. Would, would you like a joke? Yes, please. It's not a very good one. I had a penguin biscuit from a uh, with my cup of coffee this afternoon. They've always got funny jokes in them. Um, oh, they do. And they're always penguin-based, which can't be easy to come up with that many. But this one was, uh, what is a penguin's favourite relative? I know this because I've had this myself and I can't remember it. Go on. This is Antarctica. <laughs> that is wholesome. Wholesome. Yeah, I've got one. Go I've on. just remembered. How's a penguin get to work? Dunno. Rides there by icicle. Here's Georgia Boy on the Royal. Very good, Dan. Very good. Very good penguin-based joke. If you've got any penguin jokes, get in touch via all the usual social streams. That'd be great. Um, George O'Boyle on the Royal, where have you seen St. Johnson players? Not just George O'Boyle. And what have they been doing? We put it out onto Facebook to get in touch with us where you've seen St. Johnson players and what they've been doing. It doesn't matter how lame it was or how expansive or how cryptic they were. We will dissect them all. And we are starting this week. I don't know where we're going, but Danny does. Dan, where are we going this week? Well, you might remember this because I sent it to you when we put out the call to to arms. This was one that I actually picked out a while back. And it, it tickled me. <laughs> so I've gone with this. And also, <laughs> I like this fella who sent it in. I don't know him. Never met him in my life. But during my um, odyssey through the banter today, no, no wonder I'm rattled and sort of off on one. During my odyssey through the banter today, um, I had a few weeks ago back through, and this fella pops up after every game and always makes very nice posts giving his views on the game. So this is a fella called Lewis. Lewis... Candlish. Oh yeah, that's, that's a name I recognise. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, you know, always nice, always measured. Um, and uh, he just loves a bit of football. A he's, good football man. I'm he's no say. Mark Pennycook, is he? <laughs> no, <laughs> I saw. I, I saw my first Levine out all in capital letters with about four it wasn't marked by the way. Well, some of us all Levine out. <laughs> first Levine out all in capitals and about. Four five exclamation marks nice um, I might move on to the manager later but um, 
Lewis has come to us with an old boil. It's short and sweet, this. In, in many respects. In many respects. I was once behind Midge Miller in the queue for a ride at the New Year Carnival a few years back. Assume that's Glasgow or Edinburgh. Oh, the Iron Brew, the Iron, um, Iron Brew Carnival. The one that's in the, the Iron Brew Carnival, ACCC. Oh, that might be it. Iron Brew Carnival, it's yeah. Glasgow. Glasgow, yeah. Take it, you've been. I've been, yeah. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Fun day out. This one you used to get freebies all the time. Yes. Nothing was yeah. ever sold out. Uh, the cost of tickets. Sold out. The cost of tickets, by the way, for things. Obviously, being in a world of oh, getting loads God, of. Jeez, oh. Welcome to the real world, son. Christ almighty. 70 quid. Like, I've seen uh, Busted in the Darkness are playing in Sterling. I'm like, I am all in yeah. for this. Uh, 70 quid a ticket. I think fucking not. Is um, what, is... I take it you got to see Schneider. I take it you've got to see Schneider in Sterling and paid 70 odd quid times two for that. I will quite happily speak to my ex wife to see if she can get me a freebie. <laughs> <laughs> Tail between the legs. I'm really sorry for everything that happened. No, I'm going to say I've got nothing to apologise for. She left me. But um, I will go back begging, begging bowl in hand. <laughs> Please get me some tickets. Me and Megan would love to go. I started this by talking up how I was looking forward to some nice positivity and like this, and you come out with, fuck it, she left me. I'm not apologising, <laughs> she left me. 40-year-old <laughs> man. Um, right. We're, anyway, what are we talking about? By the way, speaking of nothing is ever sold out, how are uh, preliminary investigations into the nothing is ever sold out Titan Army flag coming on? Because this was your yes, so responsibility for Germany. We've not discussed this. We are going to the Euros. We have got tickets for Scotland yeah. versus Switzerland, which will be very exciting. So the nothing is ever sold out based on the fact that I could always get tickets for things. Not so much anymore. So that was the running joke. Because oh, we can't go to that. It's sold out. Like, Nothing is ever sold out. Um, no, it is. I'll tell you of... what. I reckon, speaking of nothing's ever sold out, I reckon we had a struggle up with all tickets. We did awfully well. Basically, we all entered the ballot, and one of us got in through the ballot, so we got four tickets. So we're all going, which is great. Yeah. So, yeah. Well so, done, Jerry. Nothing is ever sold out, Tang Army. Keep, keep, keep an eye out for the flags. Um, what are we talking about? Iron Brew Carnival. <laughs> so basically, it's an right, I'm going to start again because this is not particularly long, and people might have forgotten the start of it. Uh, I was once behind Midge Miller in the queue for a ride at the New Year Carnival. Iron Brew back. Carnival. It says New Year Carnival. Nah, he's written it down wrong. It's supposed to be Iron Brew. Maybe he's not. You're Maybe that is. You're rattling me. He was cracking jokes. That sounds like Midge, to be fair. Saying he was going to get knocked back for being too small. Who, Midge Miller or Lewis? You got distracted. <laughs> I did because I was trying. To, I can't see because my phone's in my look, the Iron Brew Carnival. I, I, I didn't not believe you. Right, start that story one more time. <laughs> Lewis Campbell strikes in to say, "I was once behind Midge Miller in the queue for a ride at the New Year Carnival a few years back. He was Carnival. cracking jokes, saying he was going to get knocked back for being too small. Laughing face emoji. Lols. Well, that would make sense. Did he approach him? I wonder though, or was he just telling everybody that he's really small? Well. He might not have had the opportunity because there is there is a final line though. Go on. Lewis. Turns out he wasn't too small and he made it on though. Oh good. Laughing face emoji. Lols. Lewis had a lovely time at the Iron Brew Carnival, not New Year Carnival. Maybe the Iron Brew. See if it isn't called the New Year Carnival, I'm gonna be raging. Elliot Mingus will know. Speaking of which we we talked about this in the last podcast. Who is the unluckiest Saints fan to have seen Saints uh, and 
uh, not don't, one. Don't, don't, don't shoot your bolt. Don't shoot your bolt. I've plans for that later. Good. I'll keep that to myself then. Um, <laughs> keep yeah. that to yourself. But think back to last episode. Do that. But Midge, Midge Miller, though, nicest guy. Remember, uh, was it who's testimony? Money Davidson's dog, I think. And oh, he was livid. Oh, he was steaming. Yeah, he was having a rare thing. Good day out, that. It was a good day out. He gave me a hug in the end. Good. What a guy. I enjoyed that. Have you ever seen Midgey Miller anywhere? Has he appeared on this feature before? I think he might have. Yeah, he will have done. He's appeared on the podcast before. He has been. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Midgey Miller. Have you seen how buff he is now? Like, you get these professional athletes like Andrew Flintoff and that are actually in better shape after sport. Yeah. Chris Miller being certainly been one of them. Yeah. So, a mate of mine, little Kev, used to be a footballer. He, was, he, then, he then took up bodybuilding. Oh, it's weird. He's actually quite similar, sort of. He's actually shorter than Midge. Then took up bodybuilding. He got well buff. Remember the photo of me? Did Scary I ever send you that when I, I bulked up? Well, is that not just you now? Did you never see it? I'll send you it. Anyway, we'll carry on. I'll, I'll send you the picture as we go. Um, but that... You can edit this out. This is a great chat. No, I like the little chat about little Kev being hedge. I've never seen little Kev, but I'm intrigued to see him. Yeah, he's good. George O'Wild and the Royal. Where have you seen St. Johnson players and what they've been up to? I know we've got a list, but get them in. We'd love to discuss it. Um, we did go a bit off piste and talked about the Euros, but that's what happens in this future. We don't know where it's going to go. We don't know. It's not about St. Johnson, so it's going to be positive. And speaking of positive, here's the good, the bad, and the banter. Nice, Dan. It's always me doing the little segues in. I like it. I like that. It's good. All I need to do is hit a button. Well, be- well because I, I didn't want to leave it too long between the thing I told people not to forget. Yeah, that's a fair point. And the thing you told people not to forget is? So, this, the thing I've told people not to forget here is this week's wildcard banter. We'll come on to the good banter. And we'll come on to the bad one. If you've never listened before, this is the feature where we take a dive into Facebook and the St. Johnson banter page on there, which is less banto, more... Ranto. <laughs> nice. Less banto, less banto, more ranto. That's, that's this episode title this week. Thank you. I'll note that down in my notepad now. Carry on, Dan. So, yeah. So, what I like to do so as the title suggests, the good, the bad, and the banter, I pick out one good post from the past, well, from the time between the last episode that's featured on the banter, on or the St. Johnson banter page, banter. I pick a bad post, which is actually a good post because it's the funniest one, <laughs> and I pick out what I call a wildcard banter. But... I'm going to start, actually, because this is going to take... I don't want to take it to up and down. I'm going to actually start with this week's good banter. Thanks. Instead. So this was posted um, by... I'm sure she won't mind a name drop. Name drop? I'm sure she won't mind a name drop. Um, Sports have formed and doing some fundraising stuff. A lady called Norma Forbes. Now, Norma made a post to say... Well done to Scott Phillips, who's a Saints season ticket holder. 
who featured in a recent football tournament in Dunfermline for footballers with uh, additional needs. Now, that's brilliant enough as it is. There's a post there um, from Cornerstone, Dundee, Per 5 and West Lothian and saying that Scott and his football team played in the tournament in Dunfermline this week where he was a proud scorer of plenty of goals. But there's more to that. Now, if we just rem- remember this from um, when we're ranting on and slagging the club from pillar to post, the thing with Saints is they always do something to just drag you right back in. Um, Saints actually provided the kits for Scott and his team for that tournament, which is a lovely touch. And it looks like, I looked through actually some of the pictures, it looks like Scott and his pals all had a great time. That is good banter. That is good banter and good wholesome yeah. content from the club as well. That's the kind of thing that keeps you... Just when you thought you were out on a banter, it bantles you back in. Now, now we've got the niceties out of the way. I sent you the picture of me uh, when I got... Hit. I know, I saw that come up, man. <laughs> I don't it. Right. So that's a nice... Fuck off! Good eh? Were you wearing, like, prosthetic... Um, sort of... I don't know. Prosthetic muscles. Big, yeah. They were, that was a month, three times a day in the gym, eating nothing but protein. My arse was stinking. But yeah, I was off yeah, for a I month and I was stuck in Cyprus and it was too hot to go out and do anything. Um, no, it was a winter time. I'm telling a complete lie. It was a winter and nothing was open. So that was all I could do is go to the gym. I got massive. I went to the gym this morning. It's not worked for me like that. <laughs> Yanga. That's what that um, was. So yeah, well, well done to you on being hench once upon a time. Yanga sports um, bar. That's all I was down to, my friend. <laughs> Flip me a Yanga, as you'd say. <laughs> um, God, that stuff would make you know, stink. Anyway, yeah. right. That was good banter. Yes. And this comes from the chief commissioner of the banter. And this is this week known as Jinx banter, Jonah banter, or Tip Face Stay Away From The Game banter. So, <laughs> on four days of goal, either Saturday or Friday, Elliot Menzies, our pal, the chief commissioner of the Bantam, he's put a post up. My winless run must come to an end soon. Only the six years and 11 months. No better place for it to happen than Sunday, I guess. Well, there wouldn't have been a better time or place, Elliot. There would not have been. But unfortunately, you turned up. And he's ruined it for everybody. Ruined a perfectly good day out for everyone. Arsehole. That's not a word I wanted to use, but I'm going to... He's a bad guy. Bad, bad guy. He's a bad guy! Such a bad guy, but... Even we Miles stayed away. And rightly so. Or you could, no, you should have came because you can't even blame him for this one. His, look, his look's turned a little bit. He did. It is. It's getting there. But Rangers on Sunday is going. So <laughs> that can't go well. No. Um, so yeah, Elliot. I mean, I'd imagine because as we, as El says, he doesn't get too many games anymore. Um. So he's. It's going to be into seven years. 
We're going to be over the seven-year mark by the time he next gets to a game. Jeez, Elliot, if we end up in like the playoff finals and you've not been to a game since or whatever, don't, don't, just don't. You're not going. He actually put up a post from 13 years ago where he went to a Liverpool game against West Brom. They lost 2-1. Liverpool lost 2-1 as well. <laughs> of course he did. I remember that game. That was Casino Roy Hodgson was manager, I think. Terrible team. Lukaku, I think, for West Brom. Anyway, that was the wild card Banto and the good Banto. But when there is good, there is bad. Daniel. Turn to the dark side. This is just absolute. This is incredible. Right. This is so funny. I can't say the name. For A, because I don't know the guy. And B, for a reason that will become obvious as the story goes on. Um, this was 3rd of Feb, so. Who were we playing on the third of Feb? When was the third of Feb? Aberdeen. That would have been count. That would have been count again. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was. Aye, that was a Saturday. Amazon Fire Stick on Saints TV. Hibs v Saint Mirren. Joke. I've <laughs> <laughs> never told you this before, have I? I, I? I said I had to keep my powder dry because. <laughs> I'm sorry, mate. I'm sorry that you're and yeah, some rank hypocrisy. I'm sorry that you're um totally not legal stream was not perfect. Uh and that apparently this is Saints TV's fault. Or Amazon's fault. <laughs> Anybody's fault that uh yeah, that's that's thoroughly impressive, isn't it? Like, was it who's somebody's one of our friends dad member that he wanted to know who you could complain to about the stream we won't name names but on an illegal stream he was no. watching it was it was it his goal or something he was watching it on his, his goal right to be fair the old boy this was during covid and um the old boy is you know ever vintage um and for anyone who was part of his goal loyal during COVID, <clears throat> um, there was occasionally buffering issues <laughs> and such. Um, so our mate's dad um, wasn't impressed with the buffering and all that and asked whether there was a customer service line that could ring for his, for his goal. <laughs> Which was so funny. Brilliant. I mean, to be fair, it's not like we're being snide here. It was his own sons that advised us of this, and then we're leading the laughing. So, yeah, that's fine. I've got my own band tool, which I've seen today, which is quite funny. Um, oh, please hit me with it. Uh, Seamus Ferry, who gets all the free kits, is now selling them off for money. I try to avoid this. I try to avoid Whether he actually realizes he's doing Come this, on. it's. it's what a hustle. Please, I'm collecting Saints up to what I'm selling. What a guy. I, I don't know who's the idiot. It's, us. it's not him. It's us. We're the idiots. <laughs> Have you ever given him a shirt? Mm, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I sold you seem them. like the kind of... <laughs> Sorry? I sold them. I know he doesn't listen, but I, um, oh. he had five for his collection. And uh, I told him I had all five, but I've lost them. Just, I just played along. But remember, he was like, check your loft now. Check it now. Check, check, check your loft. Check your loft. I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. He's, it's his hobby. It is. Also, I thought, it's his hustle. It's his, it's a, definitely a hustle. Yeah, it's not a hobby. It's a hustle. <laughs> and I'll be honest with you, I have to respect it. I am all for it. Seamus very loyal. The Seamus Ferry loyal oh, Tartan uh, army. That's what we should be. <laughs> but I did say, <laughs> as I said this morning, um, when this became a topic of conversation, the man rides a motorbike, so he's cooler than the rest of us put together. Yeah. Yeah, can't can't argue with that. Um, but fair play to him. Getting all these talks for free and now selling them off. Big fan. Big, big fan. But... I did... I, I'll be honest, I did nearly fall into the trap of dropping him a message and offering him for one of the home ones that I really wanted. The Bonner one, eighty nine ninety one. That's the. It was, that's the, Bonner, the... It was the Bonner one. Yeah. It was the Bonner one. Yeah. yeah. Or the the famous Grouse one. You know the promotion one. Yeah, yeah. With a white sleeve. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, there was a couple. Nice. But I'm not. I can't. I can respect the hustle, but I can't be a part of it. Plus, I'm trying to save for, for Germany. This is costing an arm and a leg. Speaking of which. I'm just going to use this moment. Usually we keep it a wee section at the end of the notice board, but uh, my money from for Germany is going to come from the selling of my house. My house is for sale. Please buy it. It's going on sale from very possible estate agents, and it's an octroir. It's a lovely three-bed. And the original Dogger Saints production HQ. We sp- I've spoke to many a St. Johnson player from that kitchen. Now, Sam, I, and listen, I've got to tell you, you've got to... T- You've got to buy Miller's house. You've got to do it, right? I've been in there. I've seen it. I've seen it for myself. I've I've been. I've cleaned it for fuck's sake. <laughs> I know the. I know every nook. I know every cranny. From when we cleaned it, what a morning we had! <laughs> I, I stood in a van outside in, a, in the back of a box van. We were old pal, Boss Doris, right? <laughs> Me and him. We were man in the van. I've been in the house. I've been in there. I know what. And you know what? You could. You you could. Um, you could raise a family in there. First time buyer. Maybe we're a bit behind you. Maybe we're a bit of a wealthy parent or parents. Love a lovely house for that. You got a garden. Even got a shed. Even got a shed. And I'll tell you that kitchen is big enough that you, the buyer of Miller's house, could wrestle and then air fry a small chicken. It can all go off in that house, but it can only go off if you buy Miller's house. Buy Miller's house now. Possible estate agents. Boom, get there. Yeah. I think he's... Oh, I've missed that. It's, 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 it's a field a bit uh, nostalgic there with the whole Danny excitement, and it's better than da- ranty Danny from the start of the podcast. But... Well, because I'm not talking about fucking football. Football just rattles me. So, yeah, uh, on the link to the episodes on Spotify and everything, I have a link, then I'll put the link to my house on there. This was <laughs> this week's episode is sponsored by Possible Estate Agents, um, the seller of my house. No, they're not, but I'll, I'll send them a link to want, this. If Possible Estate Agents, if you want to come and sponsor us, we'll pick you up big time, big time sponsorship. Come and see the boys. You know you want to do it. Well, I've seen a list of the fees, and I think they're they're highly competitive, and their service has been top class from top to bottom. But if you'd like to offer me a reduction on services for, for this promotion, free promotion I'm giving you here, um, I would recommend it. Possible estate agents. Anything is possible. Why wouldn't you? With possible estate agents. 
get there. Get there. <laughs> I can't do two get there. I'm not going to get there. I'm, I actually, I was like, I thought about this because I was <laughs> thought about the last few times we recorded and stuff like that. And I'm like, I haven't done a get there actually probably all season or for a good while. And I thought I'm just weaning myself off. I, I can't relapse. I, I cannot relapse oh. into get there. So. I was loving it. It's like visiting an old friend. I was, do you know what else is like no. visiting an old friend? Theme team. As we discussed this in the last podcast. We picked the theme of hair because we spoke to Ryan McGowan and accidentally said Ryan McGrowan. So that was the, how it led. But the days before that, in between me saying that and us putting it live, there was a picture of Craig Levine with our skin fade, which, <laughs> and, which everybody thoroughly enjoyed. I mean, that was world class. It was... It was it was the perf doodle man on the Twitter. Good. Is that Henri? Is that his name? Henri, yeah. And so and he's Oh no, he's changed his name. He's changed his Twitter handle. Oh. Well it's Henri anyway. Anyway, yeah, he came up with for the hair one, uh Frizzy Franchak to kick us off. Very good. We can love that. Uh Ian Buckley, Mixu Platalinen. Oh, that's nice. Uh, we have got Drew Fleming, Willie Hairdyer. Like that. Good. Um, like that. I'll, I'll chip in now. Uh, about five or six or seven people all said uh, Mohawkzilla. Um, yeah. Everybody. That's how I'm afraid. Yeah, can't get that. Uh, Colin McCready also came up with Shaggy Jenkins and uh, Nicky Clark. I, I do enjoy that. You can't argue it. It's the same spelling, or is Nicky Clark, the hairdresser, got an E on the end? I can't remember, but you're, you're getting it anyway. It's a good one. Yeah. You can get that. And uh, Kyle Fumi as well, the Nicky Clark. Uh, Blair Kenny Haired. Kyle not just put in like a pair of straighteners yeah. that were made by Nicky Clark. Yeah. yeah. Real nice. Um, Enjoyed that. Extra kudos for the graphic. <laughs> uh, Ke- friend of the dogger, Kenny Haired. And mm-hmm. Nitz Dazovic. Who, who sent them in? Blair Kaler. Oh, well. Mummy, Mummy Blair. Bev. Alan Permahan. Very good. Yeah, well done, Bev. Uh, Susie. Uh, Susie Gillespie, I presume. Alan Main. M A N E. Yep. Good. Can't argue with it. Friend of the show and former uh, Wendy Who, Charlie King. Speaking of which, Wendy Who, I've still got that sitting about. And I've got a sign. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. Whatever happened to Charlie King doing a thing? That was. I like Charlie King doing a thing. Well, we sort of just ditched that. Poor Chucky. We just left him by the wayside. Let me speak to that guy. Theo Hare. Can't argue with that. You can't argue with it. You cannot argue with it. Colin McKay. Did he not put a bunch of laughing emojis after it as well? You're losing kudos for laughing at your own jokes. <laughs> the, for the four laughing emojis you put at your own joke, Charlie. That we, did not go unnoticed, pal. We call that the Lewis Candlish. <laughs> the candle man. <laughs> not the candy man who came up with Scarlet Brady. Which, which works, because that's our name. Just listing his own players. Yeah, he, he does that every week, but I'm all for it. Well, we've got to. Yeah, go we need to get onto the Candyman shortly, by the way. Sweet. Just sugar, because of the spontaneously combustive, we don't. 
yeah, that's it's a great story this week. Uh, we can we can file it under Saint Stories, a original feature. Um, where are we anyway? Colin Mackay, the but the muzz cut. That's good. Yeah, can do that. Uh, champagne hoofball. Uh, Sergi Bold Thatcher. Bold Thatcher. I like it. Yep, like representation that for the bold. Uh, Davy Ferguson, who seemed to have rattled Aberdeen fans this week, which I found quite amusing on Twitter. Um, if you've not seen it, go back and look at that. Uh, Craig Beatty, yeah, simply it. because he left Saints to go to Barnet. Fergie, I love you. But, ah, sorry, we'll put it in the mix. Why not? Well, because that leads me on to You're the not mix. winning it. I'll put it in the mix. LA Barbers. That was Scotty, said that. Uh, that was Scott. Could have been Scott Drummond, maybe. I've just written down Scott. Uh, <laughs> Ryan with Callum Hairdry. Hendry. Hendry. Hairdry. Hairdry. Callum Hairdry. It's, ten, it's tenuous. It's it, tenuous. We'll put it in a mix, but you're not winning it. Kev Stewart. Tommy Lovenstrands. Oh, you know what? Like, oh, that's good. I've sent him five messages, Tommy Lovenkranz, on Facebook. He's read them and not replied to any of them. Tommy Lovenkranz is a punk-ass bitch. <laughs> yeah, boy. Uh, Chris Hogg, friend of the show. Um, he's always replying to messages and stuff. And I'm a big, like, big fan. Big fan. Uh, Ian Skinheadle. Mm, that's good. Uh, Carlos Fantasia. Um... That's what he goes Mike. in. Mike. Mikey Pringle, friend of the yeah, show. Yeah, Mike. Uh, he had loads listed. Mohawk Silva was on the list. Um, Sven Tangler, which was great. That's good. I like that. Um, Davy, another Davy. Adam Montgomery. Montgomery, Comery. That's good. Uh, and yeah. is that them all? Have I gone through them all? I must have missed some. Anyway, good list this week. We'll we'll put we'll put a poll up and we'll pick a winner and I promise we will do it. Uh Alan Permahan was probably my favourite out of that. Yeah, Permahan was good. Yeah, enjoyed that. Um What was the Tangle? Sven Tangler. I did enjoy Sven Tangler. Sven Tangler versus Alan Permahan. Head to head between Mikey Pringle and Bev this week. Oh, a clash of the title the Battle Royale. Oh, the 80s. Why not? Right. I'll give you an option for a theme this week, Dan. Right. With it being... I'll give you three three options. No, I'm going to give you You're two. You're aware that we have, an un, we have an untapped theme team, by the way. Yeah, I remember because he said that. Uh, Mikey Pringle mentioned that. that. <laughs> what, what one was that? Is that the, the soaps? Oh, yeah, it might have been. Have you ever not read that? Out? Well, right, well, we can we can a double dump the next week. We'll do we'll do a new one now. Right, you've got a theme. So it's Valentine's Valentine's Day is one of your themes, or anything to do with love, right. or American football because it was a Super Bowl on Sunday. Hmm. I've got one for Super Bowl. Derek uh, oh, Mahomes. I'm, I'm sad. I'm sorry, mate. Derek Mahomes. Instead of Derek Holmes, I'll just throw a map in it. Uh, Buffalo good, uh, Billy, Buffalo go, Billy Dodds. Yep, yeah, good. I'm gonna go for Super Bowl. Um, it's Valentine's Day just bums me out. So, um, 
like Ralph Wiggum. I choose, 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 choose. Let's be friends, and it has a picture of a bee on it. Um, no, we'll go for the we'll go for the gridiron. Um, we'll go for that. I do. I'm I'm fond of a bit of the old gridiron, so I'm trying to think of one here. Um, Have we ever had a Ron or a Ronnie? <laughs> Tom Scarlett Brady. <laughs> That'll work. Um, yeah, why not? We'll just go with that. Yep. Touchdown down. down Nah, you, you're better than this. American football is our theme. Super Bowl, American football, anything like that. Um, Dan Phillips Marino. What was that? Dan Phillips Marino. Killian Sheridan Marino. Oh, there we go. Now, that's better. That's what we're after. Not none of my nonsense. <laughs> Just, I don't know. Funnying about with names. Yeah, there you go. That's what we're after. Well done, Sam. Yeah, Killian Sheridan Marino. There we go. Um, Miami Dolphin don't you, don't you try and butter me up by giving some sort of Dan Marino Danny Williams thing because I will fall for it <laughs> if, if you can shoehorn the name Dan into any of them you, you'll be a big fan but it's take me a moment let's talk about football again Dan can we go should we go to the glorious Perth princesses why not pal why not Celine pick away I'm alive when you When the men have been stuttering along, the women have decided to turn up on the football field and start churning out some big old results. They have beat Livingston at home 2-0 uh, for a cancellation against Stirling Albion at the, basically not even the 13th hour, the 14th hour, 15th hour, five minutes for kickoff, the ref decided to call well, off you, the game. You, the term's 11th hour. Of course, so... there wouldn't be a 13th hour, would there? Because there's only 12 hours. <laughs> basic, <laughs> basic math, 11, basic 11 clocks. Point... Yeah, eleventh and a half hour. Yeah. Um, yeah. So game second, called off. That was the second time I gave council. It's now been rescheduled for the tenth of March, which is a Sunday, which is better. Miles better. Miles better, but uh, they did have a match against Livingston, running out two 0 victors. I missed the first goal. I was late. Ellie Mc. Um, it was L V McLean. John Joe. John Elvie, Joe John Elvie. Elvie. Best nickname in football. Yeah, lovely goal. Well taken goal. Um. They added a second before half time. Uh, that one was Ellie May. That was a lovely goal. Brilliant team goal. I've watched that back. Like everybody got a touch and it was ping, 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 pass, pass, pass. Yeah. And tapped in. It was a great goal. He's on fire. Oh, yeah. That, that girl is on fire, by the way. That girl is on fire. fire. Yep. Uh, and a clean sheet as well for uh, Bobby Cochran, um, our favourite our favorite goalkeeper. We're a big fan of our pupils because they listen to the podcast. Yeah. Uh, our favourite goalkeeper in the world. We actually prefer her to Dimitar Mitov. Yeah. I like Remy Matthews. A big fan of Remy Matthews. Yeah. He was handsome. Yeah. Oh, he was handsome. He was very handsome. Um, I'm going to come out and say I prefer Bobby Cochran to um, Dan the Clark. Sorry. I <laughs> Alec, Ellen, Ross, whoever else from the Clark family are listening, I don't really mean that. I don't really mean that. Um, but no, she was superb. Um, really solid performance between the sticks from Bobby. Um, 
And, you know, a first, I think it's her first start, was it? The Livingston game? It was, Since yeah. She's come back to the club about a year ago. Um, Ellie Mitchell out injured um, for that one. So, yeah, no, a very good, um, brilliant performance from Bobby. Um, just really solid, did everything right. And Saints were pretty comfortable, in all honesty, in that game, which hasn't um, always been the case through the season. Uh, Livingston have been a bit of a bogey team as well this year. Beat them in the Sky Sports Cup, but um, that was a thriller. That was extra time and everything. Um, but lost to them twice in the league already this season. So, yeah, great, uh, great win and a good performance. And I think that was... The Candyman's first victory in Soul Charge, and but we were joined in that game. We were joined by his former co-manager, which was nice to see. It was lovely to see Jamie. He was. He didn't want Kev to win. He's a bad guy. He's like, I hope we get fucking beat. No, I'm joking. He didn't say that. Um, I was good to, I was... He's still a bad guy. Bad just guy. a bad guy. bad guy. But it was good to see Hannah Clark there as well, who's obviously been out for a good long time now. She was nice to see her there. There was changes in the squad where they've now moved uh, Nicole Carter up front with Ellie May. Both of them, Ellie May started last season as left back. She's now up front banging them in and Nico has now gone up front after Morgan's obviously gone off to Dundee United. And we caught up with Nico after the match. So St. Johnson run out 2-0 victors today and a couple of positional changes today. And we are joined by striker and forward Nicole Carter. How did you get on today then? How did you find the new position? Yeah, it was different, um, I think, but I think everyone played their part and I think it's easy to come into a team where everyone's... I think we just had a bit more confidence and a bit more belief and I think it was different for me playing that position, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed getting on the ball and kind of linking up with the wide players, so it was good. And as a whole, a team performance, um, it's been rare this season where you've managed to get a couple of goals ahead. What we said at half-time to, uh, to make sure that you could get this win over the line? Yeah, I think we didn't kind of jump ahead and think that we'd won the game already. We we knew we had to fight and we knew they would come out with a new game plan. They changed their shape, I think. We knew that it would be a tough second half, so we just had to stick at it and believe. And we wanted to get more goals, obviously, but I think we stuck to our guns and, and defended as a team, so we worked well. Great, and there's been a fair amount of personnel changes uh, in the team, players leaving, players coming in. How have the new players integrated into the, the squad at training? Yeah, they've been great. We've had position like players in all the positions and I think they've all came in and fitted in really well we've had experience we've had younger players as well and I think they've all fitted in we're we're a good bunch to kind of come in and everyone's very collective and we're all we all really get on so I think they've really emerged well Brown and finally you played up front today played midfield last week are you going to be in goals or defence next week <laughs> who knows I don't know Ask Kev. <laughs> Great. Thanks, Nicole. Cheers. Now, I was going to play the Kev Candy interview out, but it was filmed on what looked like a potato. So it was... <laughs> um, I couldn't <laughs> salvage the sound quality. Uh, I think it was his, but this, I couldn't get the sound quality improved on that one. But he was delighted and he was looking to take it forward in the coming games. And you can see it on, uh, you can see it on the Malcolm X, on the club's Twitter feed, uh, or Malcolm X feed, or... Somewhere on ours, but we've probably buried it amongst a load of shite, quite frankly, <laughs> since. But I genuinely wish we got an interview with Kev Candy after the match on Sunday against Gart Cairn, where St. Johnson once again, victors 3-2. Uh, Ellie Mae grabbed a double, and Dundee United Loney Olivia Hurrell scored 
an absolute wonder goal, if you're honest with you. Picked on the ball up in her own half, beat 19 players, and then basically Rabona it over the keeper. I'm not sure that's exactly how it went, but we'll go with that. It was it was like Ryan Giggs, but with femininity and without the unpleasantness. Without the bikini chest as well, I presume. You've got to hope so, but... Um... Yeah, it was a fabulous goal. Absolutely fabulous goal. And just maybe something that was missing during the during the bad run. Um sort of just that little bit of because you weren't playing that bad as no. a team, but just maybe that little bit of individual magic, that little bit of confidence, someone coming in to the team from from out wave who hadn't been part of the you know, because defeats, you know, you get into a, what we call like a losing habit and call it a run. So you're getting sort of different players, new players coming in and they're not scarred by that. And yeah, just an unbelievable individual goal um, from Olivia. So a fantastic goal. And yeah, a, a great win. A great win. And I have it on good authority that um, got Cam were raging. Good, yeah. Um, I also heard that um, their their coaches are dicks. Basically, I won't I won't say who said that, but yeah, not ideal. But the the hardest working people that day were not St. Johnston players or Gartcairn players. It was the fine people of St. Johnston's ambulance. As <laughs> it's not funny. Sweet sugar candy man, um, while walking out to the pitch <laughs> before the match. Uh, it took a tumble, um, and <laughs> he, he's blown his knee out and ripped ligaments in his ankles. And because he was the only guy with the qualifications, he wasn't allowed to leave or the match would have been abandoned. So he was on the touchline with crutches, with gas and air. So the match would go ahead, taking one for the team to the nth degree, the candy man there. He He did. He did, and bless him because he did end up in hospital. He is laid up. Um, I'm now envisaging a situation where, because quite frankly, on a on a match day, everyone else is doing something, and you're stood around like a spare prick, Miller. Um, but you, it could be a Potter in young Kenny type situation where you've got to push Kev around. That can be your job for the foreseeable. That could be his helper, his care and the community assistant there. But, um... It could be. And, um, and a damn good job you'd do too, I'm sure. Thanks, but, mate. Uh, all, obviously, all the best to Kev. And, uh, as we know from previous editions of this podcast and from Saint Stories, you know, as someone who's fallen down the hill at the football... You... Um, Our very first Saint story. Yeah. Second, the first one was when you ended up jibbing a lift on the. Oh yeah, breaking away. Breaking, yeah. Um. But yeah, so all, all the best to Kev, but his team are certainly doing him proud. A little change in shape. A little bit of a change in shape for them. Um, last couple of games, and it's obviously. Reaping rewards. Yeah, uh, and obviously there's a couple I of mean, changes. Nicole, Nicole up front was not something I envisaged, but it's working. 
No, and Meg's out as well. She's out injured at the moment. Or she's got a bad back. <laughs> Bonnie Langford. <laughs> Bonnie Langford. Bonnie Langford. Nearly broke back. So St John's women are back in action again. Queen's Park on a Sunday, and then we've got a return to the Riverside on the third of March, and then the tenth of March. So, be good to see them. They've been unlucky the last couple of matches. Have been on the same time as uh, the men's team. Obviously, the match against Hearts was postponed. Uh, again, still in uni was postponed the same night as a Hearts match. But um, if you can get down to the Riverside, I know the crowd. I think it was the Liv- um, the Livingston game. Yeah, it was a decent turnout. It was a really good turnout, yeah, and long may that continue, and as you say, big games coming up, and um, there'll be good games as well, certainly. Um, Bury uh, me or Thistle at home on the 3rd of March. Um, I'd be certainly with Saints in form. It'd be a closely matched game, and then obviously the Sterling game the week after that, so the re- rearranged, rearranged Sterling game the week after that. Nice, and good luck to them on Sunday against Queen's Park, but Saints women are good, and do you know what they've got? Good merch. They've got the scarves, they've got the mugs. They don't try anything stupid. They don't. That's what you want. That's your two your two staples of merchandise. Scarves and Keep mugs. Keep it simple. Keep it simple, stupid, as the saying goes. Yep. Uh, Wolfsburg, not so much. It's a club shop of shame. <laughs> What's the shop? It's the Club Shop of Shame where we tackle some of well every every club's terrible, terrible merchandise. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's so good it's bad. Most of the time it's just very bad. I'm I'm a bit betwixt in between this week, Dan. I'm not. I'm certainly not. What side of the fence? Right, tell everybody what we're what we're working off this week, and then right. you can let the let the listeners. So we're going with um, maybe a little bit betwixt in between. We'll get onto it. This is on a website called Kitbag. Now I think a lot of folk, if you've ordered football kits before, probably like use Kitbag. I uh, think a lot of the sort of it's got link ups for a lot of sort of Premier League teams. I think is a you know, official internet supplier. Um, so, Kitbag, obviously, do you remember a few years ago there was a proper German football boom, probably before COVID, in the five years building up to that? And I, I was well on board with this. I used to go over to Germany fairly frequently to go and watch football. Um, and everyone got a German team and stuff like that. It was a real hipster paradise. Right, in, so right up your street. Oh, right on my street. Oh, you better believe it, Buckle. Um, but Kitbag obviously sort of jumped on this and bought a surplus of mad shit and mad German football merch. Um, some which you'd probably expect shirts. Kit, you know, full kits, kids' kits, and all that. Some might not have been the money making scheme they expected. <laughs> Which leads us to the VFL Wolfsburg striked cereal bowl. No, I like cereal. 
Oh, I enjoy Mitsuru. This is one of the, the highlights of having children, is they like fun cereal, and you get to eat it. <laughs> Oreo cereal at the minute is doing the rounds, and what a treat that is. See, being single and childless, I only get to eat boring cereal because I I end up looking at the um, the content of all the you know like the sugar and fat oh, content of all do the good cereals. That's a it's a bad move. Very much. I've even so. had to go off granola. Why? How can granola like be bad for you? Cereal. It's full of sugar. Now you're going to tell me Alpen's full of sugar. I think it is, mate. No, it's not. Brexicles. No, it's not. No, it's not. So I have to go with right. I say this as as if I say this is if I don't put a massive spoonful of sugar on my cornflakes or a whack a load of golden or maple syrup in my porridge. Um, do you go sweet porridge, do you? So I go sweet porridge. Oh, yeah. very much. Are you a salty kind salty of guy. Salty guy, yeah. Oh, I might have to try it one day. I make good porridge. I can imagine you do, mate. I can imagine you I'm do. I'm old. I'm in my forties now. You're very, you're very used to stirring porridge. Um, so that sounds dirty. I genuinely don't know what that means, but I'm going to Google it. You carry on. <laughs> oh dear God, Daniel! <laughs> you are a horrible, horrible on. man. So stirring the porridge. Then I've got. Oh dear. Oh dear. So, no. um, Sorry. Anyway, onwards. I quite... I, now... <laughs> the um, the great thing about Wolfsburg was he used to have a manager called Wolfgang Wolf. Um, <laughs> that is a good... Wolfgang's a good name. It is a good name. Uh, they also got sort of caught up in the Volkswagen scandal because that's where all the money comes from. Um, when Volkswagen was saying all the cars were really green and they were, they were basically like you were driving around in tractors. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, so it's a it's a striped cereal bowl. It's a cereal bowl that's like got green stripes, and um, yeah, and the Wolfsburg um Wolfsburg badge on there, which is just a W. There's there's not a lot to it. There is not a lot to it. If you're a Celtic fan, you might enjoy it. Because it's green and white, but or a hybrid, I don't know. Um, Sam, have you got anything to? Uh, yeah, I'm just. Have you got anything to add? I'm just kind of googling uh, cereal bowls at the minute. Now, Norwich City have got a crest cereal bowl at twelve pounds. Which, what's the description of this? Yeah. White and green football design cereal bowl with our club press, not suitable for dishwasher or microwave. Um, that seems okay. 12 quid for a bowl seems a bit expensive. You can get an IKEA cereal bowl, exactly the same style, for two pounds, which seems more like it. Or you can get one that says cornflakes on it for £21.56 off of Etsy, which is absolutely ridiculous. There's another one, stripy bowl on Etsy, 17 quid. Nonsense. <clears throat> Honestly, Etsy. Don't get me started on Etsy. It'll be like the first half hour of the podcast again. <laughs> That's just it. You know, give us give us half your monthly wages for I don't know a porcelain duck. I, I, I don't know some shite. Anyway, um, or clay. 
Look, I, I don't know. Anyway, I got this. From also, Etsy. That oh, you can't see it. Okay, you... I can't even show you. Uh, Megan got it for me for my Christmas. It's the Kasabian lyrics. Oh, that was from Etsy. But you can't see it on my screen because I've covered it up. I don't get me wrong. There is some. There is some good stuff on there. We probably paid about fifty. Um, but then for every sort of good bit of stuff, there's a seventeen quid cereal bowl. It's probably not even dishwasher safe. Um, the Norwich one wasn't dishwasher safe for twelve quid. No, no, and that's 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 really and all microwave safe. I mean, it doesn't make something that's microwave safe anymore. Needs to be air fryer um, safe now. I've noticed that a lot of things like serving, like cooking instructions in the back now have an air fryer section. And rightly so, <laughs> absolutely rightly so. World class bit of kit. Anyway, so yeah, you you, you know you look at your price rate. I think the IKEA one. At two quid, I think I've got IKEA cereal bowls. Um, yeah, sounds, sounds about right. I mean, if it was a nice one, I'd stretch to a five. I do think a cereal bowl is a bit of an odd football thing, unless it's the um, ones you used to get in Frosties. Oh, were. yeah. Yeah. The, no, the... They were clock. Yeah. That, were, that was like an old football. Um, are you saying two quid for the IKEA one? How much is Wolfsburg hitting me for? If it's over a tenner, no go, no dice. So, I'm just going back to the point. I mean, is it any different to a mug? I don't know. Um, but it's seventy pence. <laughs> that's that's unbelievable. Now I should add that's in the sale. The regular price is a quid. Even then, that's cheap. It's cheap. You can't lose. You can't lose with it. Unless you support um, Wolfsburg's most hated rivals, FC Wunderbar, you know, <laughs> I don't I don't think you can I don't think you can go wrong. Um twenty twenty cereal bowls for fourteen quid. I mean, it's sold out, but <laughs> other than that, but it's, I have to be honest with you. It might be tart, but it's functional. You can put your cereal in it. Cereal's good. I'd tell you what, if you even wanted to go tits, you could put soup in it. <laughs> Why not? But that's the Noodles. problem with, <clears throat> this is what the problem with, uh, when it says that, a bowl is always a gamble when you put soup in it and then you put it in the microwave because you do not know if that plate is that bowl is going to heat up as well. It's a total gamble. No. No, it is, but you you know these things are sent to chairs. Um Oh but I'm sorry, Dan. I was gonna say we we've go not on. called it this feature by its official title, the Craig Craig Middleton's Club Shop of Shame. We did not we did not call it Craig Middleton's Club Shop of Shame. And this actually didn't come from Craig Middleton. No, it did not. Again, our, our new feature expert. It's been content rich from Elliot Menzies today, isn't it? <laughs> it's the chief commissioner. Yeah, it is. This is who it came from, yeah. Oh, very good. Very good. Um, doesn't quite make up for the fact he cost us three points on Sunday. Um, but How many bowls could he have bought for 26 what, quid? Exactly. It's with that. It's tap. 
It's tap, no question, but it's functional and it's 70 pence. Whoo-wee, I'm not used to saying this. It's not going in, is it? For me, for my vote, for my vote, I vote it doesn't enter the club shop of shame. This would be a first. We've had some near misses recently, but this one, I'm thinking of it right. So if Elliot M uh, Menzies, not Mingus, is it Mingus or Menzies? Menzies. Menzies. It is Menzies. I knew that. I'm only joking. Uh, so 26 quid for his ticket mm -hmm. on Sunday. Maybe 30. How much is the train from Dundee to Glasgow? 25 quid? I reckon so, yeah. Uh, pints, four or five pints. Say, what, 16, say 20 quid for pints. That's 71 quid, say. And we're chucking a pie. So his day was 70. It was. Chucking a Fanta as well. Oh, Fanta. Chucking a Fanta. 78 quid. So yeah. for the day out, a terrible day out in Dundee for the football, he could have bought himself just shy of 80 Rosberg cereal bowls. And I think that is a better option. And that is the reason why it is not going into the club shop of shame. Simple as that. VFL Wolfsburg, striped cereal bowl. Denied entry into the club shop of shame. You may roam free in your diesel infested town for many, many moons yet. But that's un unbelievable, unbelievable value. And that's that's what saved it. If it was a tenner, it's going in. Because it's like, no, no question. it's the Ranger Celtic style of chuck a fucking badge on anything and it'll guarantee to sell because people are idiots. They sell it for about 30 quid. Yeah. People are idiots, Sam. Yeah, um, I'll do the notice board in a minute, but not to steer us back towards football because that would be an unusual move for this podcast. But obviously, goings rather than... Well, I've had some comments since our last podcast uh, with a transfer window closing, and we've had some goings. And ever surprise one today with Chris Kane leaving the club. Some massive goals for us uh, over the piece. Um, last Galatasaray, Scottish Cup semi-final against St Mirren, uh, getting us third in Europe from Petodre. What do you like? like? The goals he scored for us were brilliant and important, but I think it's just if it doesn't suit the manager, you, can, you can't be sentimental about it, I don't think. Um, no. as much as you love to be thank him and, and it's, it was maybe time for him to move on um, he only kind of it, it was weird the last couple of years it seemed like he only kind of kicked in when it was new contract renewal time um, but great seventh for the club and he goes I don't think anybody's going to say piss off he needed to go He's he was a great seventh for the club yeah he was and I think this goes back to a little point I made before when we were talking about Liam Gordon Um If you don't, this manager or this management team is coming with some ideas, and I think what we're finding out is if you don't really fit into them, then you're not going to hang about for long. Um, Unless you're Ali Crawford. Well, you can't shift them, can you? Turd, you can't flush. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking, just looking at, I mean, look, Chris Kane, 
didn't exactly score many goals. And it was a bit of a paradox because didn't score many goals, but there's no two ways about it. Our fortunes in that double season turned around when Chris Kane because he started the season I think as like fourth choice centre forward our fortunes turned around when he broke into the side he working in getting other players involved in the games was invaluable and I think people have such fond memories of that and he was a grafter he was an absolute grafter and that'll get you a long way in people's affections certainly but he's I think maybe clinging at that a little bit there's a part of me that thinks he because he hasn't kicked the ball for two years really or hardly kicked the ball for two years I I think the move will do him good but there's a part of me that thinks he did offer something a little bit different and even in like the last 20 minutes of games he chuck him on off the bench um he could do a really different job to anyone else but he's obviously I think it's pretty clear he's not I'm starting to look a little bit that way with Nicky Clark as well maybe mm. not the sort of centre forward the manager's after the two guys he's brought in over the window um, Kim Pioca and Sidibe are very different to, they're sim- quite similar to each other they're very pacey and you know, the pacey and they, they look to run in behind, um, look to carry the ball, certainly, rather than hold it up. You know, they look to carry the ball rather than hold it up. They are very different, sort of, Kane and Clark. So, I, I don't know, it, it's starting to look more and more like Levine's team, and very, very quickly it's starting to look like Levine's team. Um, but, you know, I think hopefully Chris Kane can go away maybe resolve his fitness issues. I don't, you know, that might not have helped his cause, if I'm honest. You you probably, if I'm being honest with you, we can probably only afford one centre forward on the books who's injured more often than not. And that's not, that's not being horrible to anyone. That's just brutally, that's just how it is. Although he probably had put a run of fitness together, Chris, I don't know. It's just come out, it's just, Come a little bit surprisingly, I think it's it wasn't really one that was on looked like it was on the table or rumored. He'd just been given a new contract last month. Mm-hmm. It's whether you know you never know what goes on behind closed doors, but he certainly doesn't seem like the kind of lad who'd certainly not having just signed a contract be banging the door down, demanding a move. But if he's going to get starts and regular game time at Dunfermline, then good luck to him. Um, and I don't doubt that he'll do a very, very good job for them. Um, Jimmy Brown, the sex machine, also looks like he's played his last game for the club. Um, he's gone away to mm-hmm. um, he's gone away to Ray Rovers, and I think by his post on Twitter, um, very nice post, I must say, but that doesn't look like he's going to be looking to renew his contract at the end of the season. I think there had been a little bit of I don't know. I, he'd very much fallen out of favour. This was the other thing. Kane was like on the bench all the time when he was fit. Mm-hmm. But it looked like Jimmy Brown had fallen out of favour. Um, really fallen down the pecking order. 
Um, probably won't be surprised if because the loan window to uh, clubs at Championship and below is open until the end of Feb, so might not you never know that might not be the end of the business in that sense. Stevie May. It's been rumoured, hasn't it? And you wonder whether Chris Kane going because we've got a lot of centre forwards on the books now. You wonder whether Chris Kane going might have had something to do with. Stevie may not. I don't know. Maybe I'm putting two and two together there. Um, probably I mean, wouldn't be unknown, but he's another guy who needs to go and play football. Mm-hmm. No question about it. Stage of his career that he's at, he needs to go and play football. I tell you an interesting one. Which might not seem that interesting. Cammy Ballantyne's move, and again another lad who looks like he's probably played his last game for the club. But he's gone. What a Clyde. I mean. Maybe he didn't have a lot of options on him. Fair play to him for basically going, you know, taking a game, not turning his nose up at it. But they're bottom of the whole damn cinch. Yeah, um, it's a big, it's a bit of a risk. I think he's better than that. I think. But but... If he goes there, he keeps him up. Then he'll have clubs. I'm sure a division above, maybe two divisions above, banging his door. That it'll also be nice for him to go and play somewhere that isn't Montrose, but. <laughs> Maybe that's his option. He's just basically looking at as a sh- using that as a shop window to get a move to a, a better league, and at least he's going to pretty much guarantee him game time there. So maybe it's not a, a daft move at all, really. No, but I mean, he was playing. He was started the first few games of the season in the Premiership. So it, it, I don't, you know what? I don't think it's a daft move. He's definitely going to play. He's also working with Ian McCall, who, no matter what you might think of him, had opinions on him. Um, <laughs> but he is someone. He might be a useful guy to get in with because he'll have contacts within the game. But no, good luck to all the guys that have that have moved on. I know Brownie's not really hit form this season, you know, been in the picture recently. But he's um, we had a we shared a table with a player of the year last season. He's a good lad, really nice guy. So, um, yeah, yeah good, hopefully, hopefully they all kick on. But um, yep. yeah, yep, good luck, good luck to them all and. Our favourite section, Dan. Let's talk about the food bank. We're under the watch. My clock's ticking. So I'm going to talk very, very briefly about uh, about the foodie bee because I've got another thing to add to the notice board. But yeah, just thank you so much once again. Just thank you so much for your your contribution since we've come back. Um, we've had three collections, I think. Uh, Aberdeen, Mudwell and Hearts. Um, and they've been exceptional again and I think some of you might have seen in the news um, in the local news the food bank um, hit upon a bit of an issue in the last week so very pleased to say they have secured alternative premises maybe a bit of a public service uh, announcement here mm-hmm. but they've managed to secure alternative premises um, that were going out distributing out of Puller House for the time being I can't begin to tell you how much they appreciate your contributions I we get our mugs in the paper from time to time and stuff like that, but we're just there. We're just there, you know, collecting. It's you guys. You've been unbelievable, unbelievable. And I, I'm just I'm so thankful to you, but if we can keep going, we'll be there against Rangers and every home game. So please just keep us uh, just keep us going. And um, it's fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you for everything so far. And but. A bit of a call to arms, maybe. The other thing, this is coming out of the fans' forum. So this has been a lot of work done by um, by my mate Mark Malloy 
on this. Um, some of you will have seen this. It's been on club social media uh, and at the fa- mentioned at fans forums meetings. Fans forum meetings. Sorry, easy for me to say. But uh, the tile on the wall is still open. You'll know what I mean. You've seen it at Livingston, at Tanner Dice and stuff like that. Um, where you can get Joe Public, lifelong fan since 19, oat cake or whatever. If you are interested in that, and it's a lovely thing that they've picked out, if you if you do have an interest in that, you can fill in a, or you can drop an email to sjfcfansforum at gmail.com um, with your name, email, telephone number, and what you're interested in for your tile, how many, whatever, or uh, pop in the shop, um, Betty will... Betty's kindly offered to to help out with that and taking on a few details. So, but a great thing, a lot of work's going on in the background behind that, and you can have your name emblazoned on McDermott until we move to the Udenard Arena in 2031. <laughs> Good stuff, Dan. Well said. Yeah, all the details about the the tail on the wall. You can it's actually on the Saints website as well. So have a look there uh, or the Twitter. Yeah, we'll re- drop it a retweet us, come on. We certainly will. We've reached the end, Dan. We've got there. We have, we have, we've, we've, we've had some laughs, we've killed some time, and all told, I could take it or leave it. <laughs> and we all thank you for listening. Uh, just before we get cut off from this big announcement, we've got a guest on next week, or the week at all well, our next episode, should I say, and he is a Scottish Cup winner. That's all I'm going to say so far. We'll, we'll drop some leaks out during the week, but what a treat it will be. A hoot and a holler. And episode 95, Dan. It's my turn to pick the, the closing song. I know you're excited about this, but I don't know what it is yet. I'm not even going to Hit give it, it. I'm not I'm not even going to give it a big flash intro. I'm just going to go straight out with it. We'll see you next week. And to close the episode, here is Yes by McCalvin and Butler. Bye bye. Oh now we're talking. Now we're talking. Uh thanks everyone for listening. We'll see you next time. Love you. Bye.